Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. you understand the importance of saving every dollar wherever you can, and insurance is one of the biggest expenses a business owner can face. RickQuote.com works with over 50 of the top insurance carriers across the U.S. to bring you the best insurance coverage at the best price. If you're an owner-operator, small fleet owner, freight broker, freight forwarder, whatever your trucking business entails, RickQuote.com can save you money, and in today's economy, we all know how important that is. They also offer a wide selection of discounts that can even save you more of your hard-earned money. Discounts like having already been an owner-operator, business experience discount, a CDL discount, radius of operation discount, and they can even take care of your truck insurance filings. You can get a price quote in five minutes or less right from their website, rickquote.com, or give them a call toll-free at 888-701-701. 1795 rickquote.com making trucking insurance simplified and be sure to tell them that Alan Smith sent you
right, let's talk truck leasing. Joe Huvestal of Lone Mountain Truck Leasing is our guest. And uh, hi, Joe. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. And I, I just um, got this little email Donna printed out for me. I was just looking it over. It looks like you've um, you've been in the trucking industry for a while here now. You've um, kind of paid your dues from washing trucks to changing tires, and you've done dispatching and tracking down backhauls for your parents' uh, business, and now you're general manager of uh, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. So you've been in the industry for quite a while. Oh, yeah, the whole shebang. <laughs> uh, my, my proudest moment was the uh, was uh, becoming head tire changer, actually. That was a pretty prestigious <laughs> title that I uh, that I got a while ago. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> you knew you were in the big times, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I knew I had made it when that happened. So, <laughs> yeah, I saw that little write-up you had um, in the uh, used used truck association, and it, boy, we yep. were just we were just laughing so much on that. That was that was just hilarious. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't think they put much of that in there, but uh, they included pretty much everything I said. So yeah, they put the whole thing in there. But yeah, <laughs> that, 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 was, that was just hilarious. So. Um, nice. Donna, Donna, I think you're on here with us, aren't you? I'm here. Hi, Joe. Hi, Alan. Hey. hey. Oh, and by the way, happy happy birthday, Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's one of my girls there in Tulsa, so today's her birthday. I figured if I said that, you'd probably take it easy on me, so. Oh, we take it easy on everybody, so. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, glad to have you here. Welcome everybody in the chat. We're already up to about 16 or so in the chat. Our phone lines are uh, filling up here. So um, again, our phone number, if you'd like to be on the show, 347-826-9170. Uh, I guess first, um, Joe, tell us a little bit more about Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. I mean, I know you're. Uh, I guess are you're in. Min- are you calling? For- you're in Minnesota. Uh, I, this is just my number from, uh, from quite a while ago, but yeah, I'm in Omaha actually, um, and, uh, Lone Mountain, kind of the, what I call Lone Mountain World Headquarters is located, uh, just south of Omaha, Nebraska in Pacific Junction, Iowa. Uh, so that, I live in Omaha, which is not very far away from Pacific Junction, but from Minnesota. Okay, and I see, uh, so you have a, so Lone Mountain is there in Iowa, but you also have one in uh, Georgia, right? Yep, yep. Uh, back in about January, um, we opened up in Georgia, and now actually our biggest state that we sell trucks in is Georgia. So um, it was a, it was actually surprisingly about, um, I think last year it was third, even though we didn't have a place down there. So um had a lot of people coming from that area, so we opened up a place down there, and uh, it's been, been going pretty good. We have a lot of customers down there. So. Well, good. Well, I um, I want to talk some more, you know, about the leasing and what to look for, some of the things that why drivers fail at a lease, and um, uh, touch a little bit on some of these company leases. Uh, I, I want it to be a good, positive, uplifting show. don't want it to be a bashing yeah. negative type of thing, but... Uh, you know, we hear a lot about these truck and company lease programs, and they are, you know, they're not always driver-friendly. And so what are some of the things that are different from many of these types of leases in comparison to Lone Mountain Lease? Um, yeah, and, and I mean, I, you know, I think there's a lot of guys in the companies that do well, and I think there's a lot of guys, uh, you know, you could put them in just about anything, and they could probably make it because there's a lot of good truck drivers out there. So, 
Um, but kind of the big difference, um, I don't think anybody does what, what Lone Mountain does. Um, kind of our big thing, we take big groups of trucks, uh, price them all flat across the board, and uh, in every one of our ads on our website, the whole deal is listed out right in front of you. Um, so it's, you don't need to be a uh, certified public accountant to uh, figure out how our lease works. Um, you, you can, it's right there. You can just add it up, and uh, that's what it is. Um, I think with a lot of a lot of other stuff, not saying it's more or lesser, but uh, there's kind of you know you kind of get the fees and you get other stuff like that. Whereas um, you know, say as an example, ours would just be you know the a thousand dollars a month for 40 months, and then you own the truck at the end of the deal. So it's pretty simple, straightforward. Um, makes it easy for a lot of guys if they're budgeting. They're saying, okay, I think I'm gonna have this many miles. I think I'm gonna uh, gross. Uh, per month, and here will be about, you know, it's easy for them to figure out the margin versus, uh, you know, when you're figuring out mileage restrictions, maintenance funds, um, stuff like that. Kind of kind of simplifies the whole process. So Yeah, so you really just, uh, uh, really the, you're really putting the control into the driver's hands where, I mean, if they're going to, if he or she's going to run the business, that's where I guess it should be anyway. I mean, because, uh, like you don't you don't pull out the escrow an escrow account or maintenance account. I mean this is their business and they they've got to run. Yep. Yep. No. I mean yeah, our guys they are they're they're running their business. Um, we don't uh, you know every obviously the trucking business. There's a lot of different ways to do a lot of different stuff. I mean even every fleet does everything totally differently. Um, you know you see one fleet. They might have all Volvos, and one fleet has all Peterbilts, and one fleet, you know, slip seats drivers, and another one has, you know, guys going cross country. So there's no right way to do stuff. So you know, our thing isn't to try and regulate what the guy does and regulate uh, what our customers, how our customers run their business. Um, we kind of we get the trucks, we give them the truck. They they know exactly what the payment is, and uh, you know, they kind of run their business. However. Uh, the best way they can. Well, do you look for uh, like how how long they they've been driving? I mean, you t- you would take that into consideration. Yeah, that's actually kind of the big difference um, between us and a lot of people. Kind of the biggest things we look at um, as far as our approval process goes is uh, you know where a guy's been, where a guy's uh, his experience, and then uh, where he's at. Um, you know, there's a lot of good companies out there. We got a lot of guys at FedEx. We got a lot of guys at uh, Landstar. A lot of guys at Great Wide. Um, you know, and and a lot of guys do well. We have a kind of a list of companies uh, over the years where we've had guys who have done well at those companies. And uh, if they've been at a company like that and they're staying at a company like that, uh, that's definitely a big plus that we like to see. Um, you know, you might have a guy with a 750 credit score or, you know, perfect credit, but, you know, if he's never driven a truck before, he's, right. he's probably not as good as a guy who might uh, might not have the greatest credit score, but if he's been working at the same company for five years and is staying there, he probably knows the ropes and knows how to drive a truck. Well, that, that brings me up to a question to ask both you guys. Um, I noticed a lot of... Um, a lot of our emails, usually the emails uh, come to um, my email address 
at the info at, and I have to forward them to Alan if I can answer them, I do. Uh, but uh, a big one that I see is a driver uh, who's just completed training with a company, and they're saying that they're thinking about going into their lease uh, program because the company says that that would be good for them. And I know Alan says you have to have at least three years uh, experience within the trucking industry to know the ropes, to, to know really what you're doing. And um, I, I, I'm just floored when I read these emails knowing that, that why would a company, um, you know, push somebody that young, not age-wise, but in the industry, into a, a lease program? I, I would think that that would uh, create a lot of this 85% failure rate that we hear about in leasing. Um, yeah. But, and what's both your thoughts on that? Well, I think uh, – I'll let you take that one first. Okay. Well, I, I think it's really it's, – it's extremely easy to always put the blame on the driver because I don't think any driver goes into an owner-operator position wanting to fail. So I think it's very easy to uh, push that blame onto the driver. But the problem with um, – with, uh, and not all these company leases. I mean, there's some good companies out there with good leases, but uh, many of these – I think, Joe, the biggest thing, and we've talked about this before, is um, uh, there's there's two big aspects to this thing that can, can that can hurt a driver with one of these things, and that is having to stay with that sign a lease, having to stay with that one company only, and kind of being at their control, and uh, and and two, having a big balloon payout payment at the end of the lease, which is very hard to come up with with a lot of people, and I'm and that's one thing I liked about your lease is because uh, they can the truck is theirs. They can take it to another company if one company isn't working out, and there's no big balloon payment. But uh, I think it's very easy to blame it on the driver when really uh, some of these leases out there just take total control, and the driver really has no choice in the, say, in the matter. Well, especially I would think with somebody so young in the industry who's just really basically learning just how to drive, let alone to understand the ropes. Um, I, I, I'm just floored when I when I read these emails, and I know you tell them not to do it, um, you know, to, to get experience first within the industry before they jump into any kind of uh, lease uh, program or lease purchase program. And, uh, Joe, I'm sure you must tell them too. Do you ever get like new drivers, like they're just, you know, only been driving maybe six months or so and they want to come in and get a lease, and what do you tell them? Yeah, I mean, that that definitely happens, and, uh, it, you know, I mean, it's uh, in some ways, I mean, I was an entrepreneurship major in uh, college, so I kind of, you know, that's kind of my, I've always kind of liked doing my own thing, so I can definitely relate, and obviously my dad kind of started his company with a couple trucks and, and built it up himself, so uh, and the same with my grandpa as well, actually. And uh, so I can kind of relate to wanting to go out and do your own thing. Um, but uh, there's definitely a lot to learn. Um, I could even think of, you know, as when I was, uh, you know, finding backhauls for my dad's company. Well, you know, when I first started, I was probably, you know, losing a lot of or not losing, but leaving a lot of money on the table because I didn't know what I was doing that well. After you do it all day for a few months, um, you know, you get quite a bit better. Whereas 
you know, somebody doing uh, doing their own thing out there. If you're only doing it once a day or twice a day for a little, I mean, there's there's definitely a learning curve that you have to meet. So, and that's just one aspect of it, uh, finding your own modes and doing that kind of stuff and figuring that out. But I mean, there's a lot. It's it's hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of things with trucking that are definitely hard. Uh, I mean, you're negotiating your own load. You're you're you have to be an accountant, a mechanic, uh, a truck driver. You have to be you know kind of a jack of all trades to be an owner operator. Whereas uh, you know a lot of other, which is kind of the the heart of entrepreneurship, I guess that you have to be kind of the jack of all trades and know how know a lot of stuff. And you know, kind of coming right out of the gate, you're not going to know a lot of that stuff. So. But the only way to do it is to learn. But, again, so if someone came to us and said that, we'd probably, you know, we definitely want them to get as much experience as possible. And there definitely are good companies out there. And I would say kind of the way the company, a lot of the companies phrase it, it's kind of more of a, it would be sort of a transition period maybe going from uh, the kind of new company driver into the uh, into their lease program where, the company kind of controls a lot of stuff and helps them out and uh, versus kind of going straight from learning how to drive a truck to on your own doing all that stuff. Yeah, well, do you um, – I mean, I know you mentioned earlier uh, that you, you, you've you seen success with, you know, several companies that you know about. I mean, do you even get involved with uh, trying to – trying to help like a new driver find a company or is that that's their whole deal um we definitely have uh got where you know companies we would point people to uh you know when we have 10 drivers at the same company that are all doing well call us up and say they're doing great there um you know we definitely if some guy's kind of on the fence about where he wants to go we'll kind of say hey this is a good company um go there uh like say like a great wide where you're kind of you're definitely an owner operator there but you know you know you're getting paid that's a big thing um and they're kind of backing you up and you're probably not going to make a killing there um but you know you're getting paid every week versus going out on your own there's definitely more opportunity to make a lot more money when you're out on your own but there's also uh a lot more risk there so um, and again, that's kind of maybe more of a, those companies could definitely be seen as kind of more of a transitional type thing before you actually go out, get your own authority and do your own thing totally on your own. Right. Right. Well, our, so. well being in Iowa and being in Georgia, I mean, so, I mean, but you service all 48, I mean, uh, you help finance, finance the trucks or find, you know, help lease them. I mean, are, are you like all 48 states, or you're not just, just for Iowa and Georgia? Uh, pretty much um, every state. I'm trying to think. Um, I think we've leased a truck in, in all 48 probably this year. Um, so, yeah, we have guys from all over the place. Um, like I said, Florida, Georgia, Texas. Um, those are our three biggest. Texas was actually our biggest state last year. So um, we got guys that come from all over the place to get trucks from us and uh you know so it kind of depends but you know there's definitely a lot of trucking in uh you know florida georgia a lot of stuff coming in a lot of 
there's a lot of consumption there and a lot of uh, stuff produced there and a lot of stuff brought in on the ports. So there's a lot of trucking down there. So wherever there's a lot of trucking, we, we tend, to sell, tend to sell trucks there. Yeah, but one thing I liked about your lease, I looked it over, and I, um, I mean, it's like you said, it's just so straightforward and upfront, and you know, here it is. This is how it works. Bam, it's yours. You know. Um, yep. What are what are some of the things that that these drivers should look for in a lease? You know that, that you know that might be a red flag to them. Um, the big thing is kind of the uh, obviously as you. I, you know, I've listened to quite a few of your shows, and you know, the balloon payment is the big thing. Um, there might the payment might be, uh, and actually, the ones I've seen, most payments are actually higher than ours. But um, you got to kind of watch out for the balloon payment at the end. That's kind of why we have the big thing. We on a lot of our ads, we have the truck with the balloon with the cross right. through it, just because uh, we want to make it clear that we don't have a balloon payment. Once you actually make your last payment, you own the truck. So. Um, the balloon payments, um, you know, I mean, I've heard horror stories of guys going to places and, uh, you know, the, obviously there's the bait and switch deal um, with us. That's, we only have, we usually only have three or four trucks, but we buy, you know, 50 to 100 of them at a time. So there's, uh, you know, it's kind of, this is the truck. We put them on our website and we have the deal on our website and all that stuff, so you kind of want to watch out for that. Um, the maintenance funds, uh, you, you, obviously you definitely need to have a maintenance fund. You need to save, um, but you got to kind of watch out for how that how that works. Um, depending on what company you're looking at, I've heard of some guys not being able to get their money out of their maintenance account, especially if they're taking their truck to a different company. Um, they kind of can hold that money hostage, but uh, there's kind of kind of things. And then uh, one of the other things, uh, one of the things that we do actually, we let every guy take the truck offsite for uh, third-party DOT inspections, dyno inspections. Um, I like to tell the guys if they wanna if they wanna sleep in it all week uh, before they take it off the lot, that's fine too. So definitely wanna. We're not just selling the truck; we're also financing it. So we want to make sure it's ready to go. Right. We can, we can't make any money unless they do. So. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I liked about your site too. I like the fact that you just said, "Hey, you know, go go get it checked out." You know, so that that's uh, that's another thing that a lot of them won't do. But with the, with these companies, they may not even have that uh, opportunity to do so. And Donna, one of the things we hear a lot too, I mentioned earlier that the drivers that are you know are just stuck with that one particular company you know oh yeah i mean uh if, if it's not working with them or, or something you know that's too bad you're you're per, pretty much stuck with them um and any other red flags that you know of uh i know that maintenance thing is a, a big one where the drivers can't get their money out of it at the end um and i'm, I'm trying to think i don't have the sheet in front of me of all the uh, a copy and paste of all the comments that were made uh, that people made on our survey, but um, uh, a lot and I mean I'm definitely I'm definitely not against the maintenance fund, um, and a lot of companies you know they they definitely do a good job with the maintenance fund um, and and do that, but uh, you know some of them it's kind of a way to hold hold the driver hostage. So the maintenance yeah. fund is you know. I, I think Alan, you'd agree that everyone needs to have a maintenance fund oh, and uh, have that 
you know, that money there ready to go. But, um, you know, if there's yeah, some kind of, if, if something, if you're at a, say, a flatbed company and, you know, the, something's going, you know, that freight's getting a little low and, if you're in a three-year lease and you got to kind of weather the storm and you can't take the truck anywhere else and that maintenance fund is kind of locked up, that's, you know, one thing you got to be careful of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, def- definitely have to have that. That's just part of the part of the business sense. But, okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll share some of the data that we've collected from our company owner-operator survey and talk some more about the truck and lease uh, purchase option. So uh, back in two minutes. The trucker lifestyle isn't an easy one, and those of you listening will testify to that. Because of the sedentary lifestyle, one of the major problems causing drivers to be at greater health risk is obesity. I'm Alan Smith with Truth About Trucking Live, and recently there's been concern for the professional CDL driver and their ability to pass the DOT physical. No doubt you've been hearing terms such as BMI index, sleep apnea testing, and CPAP machines. The bottom line to all of this, however, is that drivers may lose their job because they're overweight. Most of these drivers, by paying attention to their diet and calorie intake, along with some exercise, can take care of their weight problem. But many others, however, are 100 pounds or more overweight and the problem seems overwhelming to them. These drivers are now researching other alternatives such as gastric sleeve surgery, which would limit their intake of large quantities of food. The cost of gastric surgeries in the U.S. are between $18,000 and $35,000, and not all insurance will cover these costs. We've discovered that one of the most recognized, respected, and affordable facilities who perform this kind of surgery, with a total cost of $9,500, is located in Mexicali, Mexico, only 22 miles south of El Centro, California. Dr. Alberto Aceves has performed thousands of surgeries and is rated among one of the highest success rates anywhere, including the U.S. Dr. Aceves has impeccable credentials, including member of the American Society for Bariatric and Metabolic Surgery, member of the International Federation for the Surgery of Obesity, and member of FACS, the American College of Surgeons. If you're overweight and you're contemplating gastric sleeve surgery as a possible solution, either because you're concerned about your job or you just want to feel good about yourself or do things you haven't done in years, then I encourage you to give Dr. Alberto Aceves and his staff a call. They have an extremely knowledgeable, personable, and professional staff and will tell you if you're a candidate for this type of procedure. They'll answer your questions and concerns, and if you're not a candidate, They'll tell you, guiding you in another direction. You can contact them toll-free at 888-344-3916 or at their website, MexicaliBariatricCenter.com. Okay, welcome back to Truth About Trucking Alive. We're talking with our guest, Joe Huvestal of Lone Mountain Truck Leasing from LoneMountainTruck.com. Our call-in number, 347-826-9170. A lot of listeners on the line. Appreciate everybody in the chat room. And, uh, you know, Don, I was listening to that that from one of our sponsors. And you know what the the number one surgery in the U.S. is? What? Gastric sleeve. Wow. Yeah, that just kind of floored me when I found that out. But um, okay, um, uh, now Joe, we have a uh, 
We have a trucking company lease purchase. Well, before I get to that, I got a couple questions from the chat room. Does, does Lone Mountain Truck Leasing do do you um, do you help help them find insurance for the truck? Uh yeah, we actually have a couple companies that do a really good job for us. Uh, True North um, out of Cedar Rapids, they do a really good job, and then also uh, Truck Riders out of Minnesota. Um, actually, one of the things with kind of interesting a lot of the companies um guys come to us with a quote from their company and uh usually true north and uh truck riders are quite a bit cheaper and they have gap coverage and they cover towing and they cover a lot of stuff so um typically i want to say our average guy it's like 200 bucks a little over 200 a month um for full comp collision uh and liability so um, we kind of steer them towards those two. Those are the kind of best two we've found uh, of, got, of uh, insurance companies that cover the guys. But if the guy that we allow our customers to, to go anywhere they want, but if they're looking for them, we encourage them to at least get a quote from those two. Okay, so you do assist in that. And, of course, don't forget uh, you know, our um, sponsor right here on the show, RigQuote.com. And uh, another question was, um, and I was going to ask you this anyway. They kind of beat me to it, but I mean, you have a you have a degree in a business entrepreneurship. So, what what do you recommend uh, that drivers should should pull out for a maintenance fund? I thought you were going to ask me, is that actually a degree? No, <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what most people say to me, but uh, and yes, it is. Um, you know, kind of the kind of the standard is is five cents a mile. Um, obviously, that kind of depends on the truck. Um, you know, a, a million mile truck is uh, is going to take more maintenance than a four hundred thousand mile truck. So, um, it kind of kind of all depends on that. I would say, you know, five cents a mile. If you're running a hundred thousand miles a year, that's five thousand dollars a year. I would say that's definitely towards the low side. Um, you know, depending on the trucks. Pretty much every truck at Lone Mountain is either in the fours or fives um, for miles. We get a couple in the threes and a couple in the sixes, but they're kind of all in that area where they're running out of factory warranty. We include uh, warranty from National Truck Protection um, on a lot of our trucks for the first few months and then kind of allow our customers, if they want to continue that coverage, they can. If not, um, if they want to kind of set up their own maintenance fund or warranty, they can definitely do that. So. Um, I mean, I would, I would, uh, you know, the more the better. Uh, so I would kind of maybe go a little, little ways higher than the five cents a mile um, standard. But uh, you know, you definitely want to be able to weather the storm. There's, you're, if you're getting any used truck, you can have a brand new truck, and the, you know, you can have an injector go out of it the next day. Um, right. You can have a million mile truck and not pay a cent on it. Uh, for a year, so it's it, right. it, it's definitely when you're when you're looking at trucks, you gotta kind of you gotta kind of know stuff's gonna happen. You're gonna have a turbo go out over, you know, you can have a turbo go out that's gonna be you know 2,500 bucks uh, injectors. You know, there's a lot of problems that are gonna be a thousand or two, um, and you can you can have them all in a row, or you can have them you know perfectly spread out over the year where your five cents covers it. Um, obviously you want to have extra money in case, uh, you know, the storm all happens at one time. 
Oh, sure. Well, I, I've always recommended between six and nine cents a mile, but again, like you said, you know, the more the better. But, you know, yeah. uh, new or used, I mean, it's still a machine, you know, <laughs> and machines yep. break down. So, that, well, we that's have for a, sure. Uh, we have a uh, truck and company lease purchase plan survey up and running, collecting data from drivers who have been through one of these company options. And the first question on the survey is, was the company owner-operator lease purchase program you were under require any money down or credit check? And 73.3% answered no, while 26.7% answered yes. And, and I certainly understand how finding a deal with no money down or credit check is enticing to a lot of people, especially in this economy. But to me, um, this should be a re- uh, raise a red flag to any business-minded individual, or, or is this a common practice in the leasing business? I don't know. Uh, that's, that's not what we do, but, uh, I mean, we need a down payment on every truck. Um, I mean, I think if you're serious about, uh, starting your own business, um, saying you're going to start with, with no money and, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know what other business you would start with, with no money. So. Right. Well, that's, that's kinda, how I look at it. kind of odd to me. <laughs> I look at it like that down payment is saying that you're serious and, you know, you're going after this thing as a business. Yep. And uh, I think this is just one of the reasons uh, it's just enticing to people and one of the problems with these uh, company company leases. And and um, another killer of these uh, company leases are, are the poor miles. And our, our survey asked how many miles did the company say you would average per week, which came in at an average of 2,800 miles. And uh, the next question, how many miles did you actually average, which came in at 2,100 miles. But with all the... With all the expenses that the company lease driver faces, such as the truck payment, the insurance payment, uh, the fuel, the escrow, the maintenance fund, accounting fees, and, you know, I could go on, but uh, another obstacle that these drivers face is making it work, uh, you know, when they have to stay with just that one company and they're choosing the load for them and they have control over the miles and they may be paying like 93 cents per mile, but... Uh, because that because there are companies that have very good owner operator plans, so um, I mean I, I think this is just another reason to lease a truck from a reputable company such as Lone Mountain because you will have more control over your own finances. So when when you lease a truck to a driver, uh, do you have a CPM figure that you actually look for that will you know kind of tell you that a lease owner operator will be profitable in his or her business? Uh, yeah, I mean, we ask every guy, uh, you know, or gal, how many, uh, you know, miles you're projecting to have. Um, you know, we ask them, you know, what your gross revenue you think will be, um, you know, what company you're going to work for, obviously, what they haul, um, how many years in the business. We do an extensive interview with every every person who applies with us, so... Um, after you do quite a few of those, you know, you kind of get a good feel of, of that. Um, but, uh, you know, the cost per mile, that's, you know, you can kind of get it off of that stuff. So, yeah, we definitely want to know, you know, what the, what the plan is. Um, that's, that's definitely one of the big things we want to know. So. Well, uh, have a question in the chat room about your down payment. I, I think I remember seeing it was like 3,900 down. Is that right? Uh, everything we have right now is, uh, I believe, three thousand to forty-two hundred. Okay. Depending on the truck. Okay. All right. I, th- I thought I'd seen that somewhere, and uh, and uh, Donna, I don't want to 
stop you from jumping in here. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to um, – I had a question in my mind is, you know, the, the percent is, failure is so great that, it, you know, it makes me wonder – what part of that percent, I mean, if you want to call it 80%, 85% of uh, the company leasing programs, what percent of that is due to uh, a poor lease versus um, a person who goes in with with just, you know, not knowing business sense or not having enough uh, experience in the trucking industry, and it just seemed so appealing to, you know, be free from from everybody and, you know, having your own truck, feeling like, you know, you own your own business. Uh, what do you think that percent really represents? Uh, more the fault of the lease or the fault of being pushed into uh, something when you're not ready? I think, I mean, I think any owner-operator, uh, you know, any successful owner-operator, if you said, uh you know, why did you become an owner-operator? Well, it's because, you know, they think they can make more money and do a better job, and they think they want to own their own business and they want to do their own thing. Um, one of the things that, uh, and kind of going back to the the first question you had on the poll uh, with the down payment, becoming an owner-operator shouldn't be something where you're saying, oh, yeah, well, I'll give that a shot. Um it needs to be, yeah, I'm ready to go. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to war. I'm going to, you know, it's a hard business. you got to be ready to go. If you're becoming an owner-operator because you don't want to have to drive on the weekends because your dispatcher is making you take a load to, you know, wherever where you don't you don't want to go to New York City, so you're saying, well, I'll get my own truck so I don't have to go there, and I'll get my own truck so I don't have to uh, work on the weekends. I mean, you're you're definitely going to be working more when you become an owner operator, but you can you can do better too. So, um, I think any owner operator would say you got to have the right you know you got to have the right mindset, the right motivation. Um, so if you're kind of and as you said, kind of the company leases make it easy to to get into, but if you're kind of given getting into it, saying I'll give this thing a shot, I'll give it a try, that's a lot different mindset than saying. I'm serious about this. Um, I had to save my money to get my down payment. I had to, this is what I think I'm going to make every month. This is what I have to set aside to make my payments, um, to maintain the truck, to, uh, you know, these are the guys I'm going to work with. You know, there's a, there's a big difference between those two things. So I think kind of the motivation and the mindset going into it is, is a lot different if you're, uh, if there's no money down and, uh, you know, no skin in the game. Which which makes sense, and I'll tell you why. Because if if you know that that is the um, weak point of of someone, like they they want to be out on their own, they want the freedom. Uh, the way I look at it, anyway, as part of the um, high percent failure rate, these people come in and they figure, well, what the heck? You know, there's no money down. Let me give it a whirl, just like you said. Yeah. Instead of thinking yep. of it. And they might last, oh, three months, six months. Uh, they've made their payments in six months. They failed because they weren't ready, because they had the, the poor, you know, or the unskilled um, uh, knowledge. And the companies know this. And so in six months, they've, they've made payments, 
Um, they turn the truck in, and then somebody else comes in and does the same thing. And I think the hook is uh, the the no down payment, and it yeah. attracts a lot of people who aren't ready and committed. So it's not so much perhaps the way the lease is set up, but more the type of people you draw in who aren't serious. Therefore, they know they're not serious. They're going to last three to six months. They've gotten six months' worth of payments, and now, okay, they leave, and now it's the next person's. Uh, so I think, in my opinion, just by evaluating the whole thing, that that's the reason for the high, uh, the high failure rate, uh, yeah. which kind of goes along with uh, what a lot of people say, and a lot of people wrote this, and I know Alan's been saying is when they say it's the design to fail, I think that, that's it because there's a big worm on the end of that hook that everybody bites for, not everybody, but a good uh, percentage of people. And uh, and they just don't make it because they weren't prepared, like you said. So it is a totally yeah. different mindset. I did have one more question. And um, a lot of people were saying they were paying $900 a week, a week now, not a month, for... Uh, wow. I, yeah, I, I don't get that. Um I don't understand how that works, how you could pay that much money per week towards your lease agreement. I mean, has anybody else heard of that? I've, I've heard of it, and uh, guys I've talked to on the phone, and I said, why didn't you come to Lone Mountain? And they said, well, I wish I would have. Um, but uh, 900 a week is a, a lot of money. Um, you know, you look at the big fleets and they're making, you know, 10% of, uh, you know, over gross revenue a year. I mean, if they're, and I guarantee they're not paying 900 a week, but if you, that's probably double their truck payments that they make. Um, and they're running pretty lean, mean operations. So it seems, I don't, I don't know how 900, I don't know how you can make that. That seems pretty tough to me. Okay. I, I was just wondering because, Quite a few. I mean, nine hundred was the high figure. Um, a lot of them were six, seven, and eight hundred a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nine hundred, which just whereas uh, ours would ours would average about two fifty. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's pretty that's big difference. I mean, they've they've got to be figuring in the escrow and maintenance. I mean, companies that do that are probably they're just making sure they're going to get their money but i mean there's no way you can make it i mean even if you're you know if you're making the 93 cents per mile uh i just don't see how a lot of these um uh lease drivers with these certain companies that operate like this even make it but that's what i like about your company and and it's it, it's hard to be a sponsor for this show because we really do we really do a background investigation check and the more and more I looked into Lone Mountain, I was just really impressed because uh, I mean you just don't throw a driver in a truck and say okay here you go but I mean there's the, the customer service I mean y'all are there for them. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh... And again, with the kind of the down payment thing, if, if we didn't have a down payment, we would sell a lot more trucks, obviously. Um, and if we, you know, so it's it's kind of one of the, but it's like, did you actually sell a truck then? No, you just gave it away to somebody. So, I mean, we want to put good guys in the trucks. Um, I like to tell the, tell the guys, uh, as much as I love you, I never want to see that truck again. So, um, unlike a lot of places where they are kind of, set up to put them through the mill and then 
turn out another guy. Uh, you know, we aren't the guy to go out there and make it, make all his payments, and we love sending the guys titles at the end of the deal. So um, it's pretty fun. They're, you know, those guys send us a lot of people, and one of our biggest things, uh, the biggest places, we get about a quarter of our applications from referrals. So um, that's huge for us. Yeah, well, well, the thing y'all do that is so great is that you actually make it affordable, you know, for the driver to make it. I mean, uh, you know, a thousand a month or less payment. I mean, that's that's cheap for one of these trucks, and uh, you know, you just yeah. heard hundred a week. That's just impossible. But let's grab a caller here because we're running out of time here, real quick. Uh, caller from uh, Oklahoma, area code nine one eight. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hey, it's me, Jan. Hey, Jan. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, you were talking about those uh, the high payments, and um, I, we've talked to so many drivers out here that are in that situation. And what it is is they're brand new trucks. They're brand spanking okay. new trucks, and most of those programs are lease only programs. And it's these young guys that they do. They they gotta have the brand new truck that nobody's ever driven before. And uh, those are the ones that have the really high payments. Now, in our situation, you know, we went to the company that has, you know, older trucks that have already been in the fleet, and ours, our payment is 250 a week. That's good. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's perfect, you know. You we do the to... five, cent, five, cent, uh, five cent a mile maintenance, maintenance fund, and, um, you know, and but the, the one thing that, that I like about uh, J.B. Hunt, the company that we're with, is that if something really bad was to happen to the truck and there wasn't enough money in the maintenance account to cover it, they take, they'll cover it for you. They okay. they um, and they'll work it out with you at you know with with no they don't charge you any interest or anything, you know, and um, that that's that's a good cushion to have. It, you know, in our case, we had lost a lot of money in another deal, and we were in a situation where, you know, we we needed a place where we could go where we didn't have to have a credit check and we didn't have to put money down. And um, we don't regret it at all. You know, we're very happy where we're at, and we're almost to the end of our lease. We just have, yeah. But we did know how to run a business, though, you know, so that, that makes a difference, too. But... Well, that definitely helps. Yeah, we just got um, November. You know, uh, our truck will be paid off. So, well, you yourself had told me that you you see a lot of drivers. You guys are out there, and I want to point out <coughs> that Jim is a, a businessman, and, and so are you. And that was a big point we were making. Um, oh yeah. That if 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 you're enticed by a no money down. Uh, no credit check, and if that is your incentive to be an owner-operator, the chances of you being serious about it right. could be now, see, less, and you're right. right. So we have been an owner-operator before, so our, our situation is a little different. But there are some of these young guys that come in there. We've we've met two from the New Jersey area that completed their lease program. Um, the first year that we were in it, and they were young, but they were smart kids, you know, and uh, they didn't have no credit, and that's the reason they went there, you know. I mean, it's kind of a, it it depends on the person, you know. Um, 
In, in one way, you can look at it, well, they're affording somebody an opportunity they wouldn't other, otherwise have. And in another way, you can say, well, you know, the, this guy shouldn't have been in the program to begin with. But it's, it, you know, there's a little bit of both no matter where you go. You know, you know I mean. Earlier, I don't know if you've heard from the whole show. but the, Yes, the I have, yeah. Really, okay, the thing that really bothers me, Jan, is when people tell us, write us, saying that, well, they're they're in school and they and they just you know graduated or they're new drivers or whatever, and the company wants them to become one of their lease owner operators. Yep, I know and I know exactly what company you're talking about. I'm not going to mention it, but we talked to several drivers over the weekend because uh, we were in a situation where we were waiting on a part, and um, we've we've run into several drivers from that particular company that they were young. I mean, these guys are like 22 years old, right out of truck driving school. They can't make any money because they're getting like 12 cents a mile once they've done with their trainer. And they stick them in this itty-bitty little truck, and uh, they say, well, you want a bigger truck, then you become a trainer, and you have to go into the lease program. Not a lease purchase program, a lease program. And you have to start training people. And they've only been driving six months or less. This particular yeah. company requires 90 days' experience to become a trainer, and I'm, well, I'm not going to mention their name, but right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the big problems that we see a lot, Joe. And and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I always say, you know, there are success stories, but there are people like you know Jan and Jim that know what they're doing. I've I've got a um, I've got 15 pages printed out from comments from drivers all over the internet, and uh, 15 pages. And uh, not not one is uh, <laughs> is very promising for a, a, a lot of these company leases. But then you have people like Jan and Jim, you know, who know what they're doing. And uh, again, you know, that $900 payment. I mean, she's absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. But uh, worst thing you can do is jump, go jump in a, in a quarter million dollar truck and, and try to make it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. You could probably take uh, Jan and Jim and put them in a million-mile truck and give them a $2,000 payment a month, and they could probably make it. And you could take some other people, put them in a new truck with a, you know, zero with no payment a month, and they might not make it. So it's all kind of, I mean, the experience is, you know, that kind of, I would say that definitely trumps everything. Um you know, you want to get the best deal you can wherever you can get it. Obviously, um, we tell we tell all of our people to look wherever. Um, we don't, you know, we'll, we'll compare our deal to anybody. But uh, yeah, experience. I mean, there's no, there's just no substitute for that. You always want to be the best operator you can be at, you know, in any business. But uh, trucking is definitely one industry where there there aren't many people out there trying to do you a whole lot of favors. So, um, right. kind of like I said before, when you're when you're becoming an owner operator, you better be ready to to go to war because nobody's going to be. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't count on people trying to help you out a whole lot. So, and not to be you know uh, thinking bad, but if you're always kind of uh, on the lookout and always trying to make sure you're you're uh, protecting your bottom line, that definitely is going to benefit your business in the long run. Oh, absolutely. Well, you're in the leasing business, and and uh, you see the success story, so you know it can be done. Yep, definitely. All right. Well, we're uh, we're running out of time here. Um, we um, 
been talking with Joe Huvestal of Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. And uh, Joe, tell us again how can how can people get a hold of you and learn more about the uh, lease program that you guys offer? Uh, you can give me a call even, uh, or you can just uh, call us and any of our salespeople at uh, Lone Mountain can help you out. Uh, our number is 866-512-5685. Um, my extension is 205, or you can just uh, dial extension 1, and that will give you give you through our salespeople. Um, I would tell everybody to check out our website, LoneMountainTruck.com, uh, L-O-N-E, MountainTruck.com, or LMTLeasing.com, and uh, take a look at our inventory, um, compare it to... I think we got the best deals out there. So, and the the deals are right there in black and white. So, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I've looked at your trucks on your side. You've got some good looking trucks there. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. You got a, we got a bunch of those T six hundreds. Those are those are nice, ready to go. You got some good inventory there, and uh, and I've I've heard a lot of good things about y'all. So uh, thanks uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, and. Um, Donna got a just got probably about uh, just a oh about a minute minute and a half if you had oh. something you wanted to share. Uh oh. Well, <clears throat> I'll have to do it real quick then. Um, we are having on September fifteenth another national call-in day uh, for Jason's Law. Jason's Law is for safe truck parking. Um, Hope Rivenberg is making another trip up to Washington. This will be her third trip. Uh, she does this out of her own expense. Uh, to make sure that uh, nothing like what happened to her husband, Jason, happens to any other truck driver. Um, the states are losing funds. Uh, it looks like truck parking is even going to be a lot worse than it is now with their deficits the way they are. So this is a law we really have to get on board. So if you can call on September 15th, your uh, representatives, in particular, um, besides your representatives, we have Senator Charles Schumer of New York State, and all the information is on the Ask the Trucker blog on what to do to call him. He is the sponsor of S971. And uh, if you could just please ask him politely, you know, uh, what he's doing to get it moving. We know HR 2156 from Paul Tonko, the congressman in New York who's been working with Hope Rodenberg, has been getting many co-sponsors. And our goal is to get it out of the committee and let's vote on it. And, and that's what we need to call up and tell our representatives. So that's September 15th. Look at the Ask the Trucker blog. If you scroll down, uh, you'll see the post that we wrote about it. It'll give you all the information. We, we just ask that you support uh, us, Hope, and yourselves by making that phone call. Okay, sounds good. And that will do it for this broadcast of Blog Talk Radio's Truth About Trucking Live. So looking to be an owner-operator? It can be done. But you got to do it the right way. So be sure to visit LoneMountainTruck.com and uh, make it happen. Be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites so you won't miss any of our shows. We are at BlogTalkRadio.com slash TruthAboutTrucking. And come be a part of our blog at AskTheTrucker.com. So until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. And thanks for listening. Driving these rigs since 79 Never got a ticket, never crossed the line Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold 
gotta get going, I've got freight to low. Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58. A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes. Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right. And I saw my life flash before my eyes. I'm just trying to make a living running the road. Loving my family from a cell phone. Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand. I was fighting the wheel, and the next thing I know, I hit the sidewalk, and over I go. Falling so fast, I had no time to scream. Burning hot metal flying all around me. Well, I laid there for a minute, living out of my head, not knowing if I was alive or dead. Highway Patrol said, let me give you a hand. Then he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants. I'm just trying to make a living running the road. Loving my family from a cell phone. Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand. at me and my burning rig Checked out the damage that was done to the bridge Feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head Barely heard the words that officer said $10,000 fine and your CDL is gone Better call your mama to come take you home Three million miles and never a glitch the four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist I'm trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand The trucking brain. All right, one minute to go. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Everybody in the chat room, all our callers online. Appreciate you being here. Catch us next time uh, on our show. You can see our schedule there at blogtalkradio.com slash truthabouttrucking. And uh, remember, looking to be an owner-operator, lease a truck the right way. Uh, great company, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, LoneMountainTruck.com. Check them out. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Be safe.